Welcome, everybody, to Outreach Warrior, Episode 5. My name is James Baker. I'm the host of Outreach Warrior, and today we have a full show for you. We'd like to start today off by talking about where states rank in homelessness throughout the United States. Right now, the Outreach Warrior studio is here in Kissimmee, Florida. Florida ranks number 32 out of 50 states with a 12.9% of poverty rate slash homelessness. The poverty rate goes from anyone making under a combined family income of under $25,000. Now, if we keep looking throughout the list, we find out that more Southern states are the top states for homelessness and poverty coming in at 50 with Mississippi and Louisiana. So before we really get into it, I'd like to talk about you, our listeners. If someone has been affected by homelessness or poverty or being displaced, we would love to hear from you and maybe share your story with us. Our email is outreachwarrior at gmail.com. All right, let's get right into it. So there's a lot of questions about laws about being homeless. A friend of mine who is actually suffering from homelessness right now was living in a county. It was called Lake County. And from what he told me, there was a law against sleeping, being homeless and sleeping. So a lot of times you could be out and about, and that's not breaking any laws. But if they caught you sleeping, you could be arrested. Now, this is from my friend. This is from what he said. So I decided to go on to a website. I went on to homelessvoice.org, and I pulled up some counties here in Florida. And just to try to give you a better idea of how the police deal with this and processes in place. So this is from 2019 um, from homelessvoice.org. And it says, Orlando, they counted the actual homeless population was around 2010. Again, this is from a few years ago. It says, last year, Orlando launched a downtown ambassador program where 12 city employees, not law enforcement, monitored the area and reported aggressive panhandling. Their website said, however, the Orlando Weekly said they observed a lackadaisical effort when they observed them in action last year. In 2014, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer started an invitation called Housing First. It's aimed at providing permanent, stable, housing for homeless people and veterans. According to the program's website, Housing First has moved to 385 chronically homeless people into permanent housing, and that is as of 2017. Some of the city's major homeless advocacy organizations back this program, including Pathlight, Pathlight Home, Homeless Service Network, and the Central Florida Commission of the Homeless. Now, in Fort Lauderdale, the homeless population is at 2,302. This is as of a few years ago. And Fort Lauderdale gained national attention when officers arrested three people for feeding the homeless, one who was 90 years old. 
they were down at a downtown camp. But in 2018, a federal court ruled that organizations feeding the homeless was subjected to the First Amendment protection. The city relocated most of their homeless in that in the same downtown area, Fort Lauderdale camp, into hotels as part as a, a part of a new housing plan. The city has been working on a low-income apartment complex that was originally supposed to house 680 apartments, but now will have 500, according to the Sun Sentinel. Well, the complex is still under construction. According to the same reporting, all but seven of those were driven out, were provided housing. Now let's move down to Miami. And this, as of when this was written, 4,235 homeless people were counted. Miami officials have recently rolled back several protection, protections for homeless people in the county. In February, the city abolished its Podiaguer Agreement a rule that has prevented police officers from arresting them or seizing their property since 1998. Miami argued that the agreement wasn't necessary anymore because of additional services and more police trainings. Most recently, the city broke up homeless camps comprised of sex offenders and especially difficult for them to find housing. Miami has been passing these restrictive laws since 2018. So down in Miami, there's a lot more restrictions for being homeless. So that's just a little insight for around the town, around Florida. And I'm sure as you go around the country, there are many different laws that go for homeless, homeless people and the displaced. Um, here in Osceola County, I do not know what laws are in place, but that is something we will research. That's just a little bit of the insides of the rules and regulations of being homeless. So something else we want to talk about today are, is kind of feeding off last week about where do you go when you're facing homelessness? So I've been doing a lot of research online, and one of the things that I thought about was tent cities. Now, you might have heard about tent cities on the news or YouTube, but I wanted to get dig deeper. And what I found was a place in Clearwater, Florida. And this is called Pinellas Hope. Pinellas Hope was started in 2007 by Catholic Charities. And it served up to 250 street homeless people by providing them temporary emergency shelter consisting of individual-sized tents. And now this is pulled directly from the website of Pinellas Hope. The, shel the shelter was developed in partnership with the community, local government, businesses, and other nonprofit establishments. Pinellas Hope is located in, Clear, in Clearwater, Pinellas Park, on 20 acres of land provided by Bishop Robert N. Lynch. Residents are assisted with three meals daily, transportation, case management to, case management to help them navigate towards self-sufficiency, and services including education, mental health, mental health, and substance abuse counseling. So I also looked into some of their programs that they offer. They do have counseling um, and they do have GED programs similar to some of the places I talked about last week. So that's a really good opportunity to get some people, mostly young people, get them back on their feet, give them that extra little push. So in the spring of 2016, Hope Cottages were established to replace tents and provide residents with greater safety, security, and comfort. Hope Cottages are three individual rooms built from 20-foot shipping containers, which is another great idea for affordable housing, in my opinion. 
Each one has the comforts of air conditioning, a bed with mattresses, overhead lights, USB and electrical outlets, and a window for natural light. The, con the containers can withstand Category 4 hurricane winds and has a lockable door with a peephole and exterior lights. By the fall of 2019, 90 more units have been added, and they are ready to move in at the end of 2019. Since its inception, Pinellas Hope has served over 12,000 individuals, with more than 5,000 having achieved successful outcomes, moving into stable permanent housing and locking down a stable income. So a place I think we need more places like this, and that would be a goal and a dream someday for Outreach Warriors to come together and help a community like this, maybe volunteer, maybe even set up a place like this. Um, small housing, small affordable housing is what these people need. Moving on to another website that I found, it's called talkpoverty.org. And I was, they have, it's a extremely good website for if you're looking about news, on homeless and displaced. There's a lot of good articles. And I just wanted to read this one. Um, it's by reporter Justin Garcia. This was um, written back in August of 2020. And this takes place in Gainesville. So I'd like to read you a little bit of this article just to let you think about it. Tears streamed down Vieira's face as she recalls the day that she was evicted from her encampment in Gainesville, Florida. So now this is just playing off of what I was talking earlier about the tent cities. Florida, Gainesville, Florida. Her tent had space for up to 20 people and included a meditation room. About 20 other people lived in tents nearby, and residents looked out for one another. In May of 2020, law enforcement arrived in the camp with bulldozers. Office, officers from Gainesville Police Department and Florida Department of Corrections announced on a loudspeaker that residents had six hours to vacate before demolition of the camp in defiance of the Center for, Center for Disease Control recommendations to leave encampments during COVID-19. Florida State Public Health website provides no guidance or protecting people experience homeless, homelessness from COVID-19. People left with just a change of clothes. While the 37-year-old set up camp in November of last year, she made strong connections with other people who live there. People there also were at higher risk of contracting illnesses even before COVID-19. Since the eviction, she has been worried about all their safety. I lost my community. It was hard to know if my friends are all right, Vietta says. I can't pay to keep my phone on all the time, and neither can they. I'm so angry at what happened. I worry about my former neighbors who probably don't have a place to stay now. At our camp, many of them had houseplants and pets. It was nice. We weren't a typical community but we were still a community. And I would like to end the article on that. There's still a lot more to go on. You can check it out at talkpoverty.org. The article is by Justin Garcia, but that's really a big, that's really a bold statement. We weren't a typical community, but we were still a community. And I've said this before, and I will touch upon it numerous times. The stigma on homeless people is is huge. And we all, a lot of people think that they are addicted to substance abuse or they don't want to get a job. But they have communities, they have families, and they need help. So hopefully soon, Outreach Warrior would like to get out there on the streets and start passing out some bag lunches, some waters, and trying to hear their stories. Take the podcast on the go. So again, as I said in the beginning, if you know someone that has been affected by homelessness or a success story or someone experienced troubled times now, please reach out to us at outreachwarrior at gmail.com. And please give the podcast a rate if you enjoy it. 
and we would love to hear from you. We will be working hard to continue bringing you all the information we can here on Outreach Warrior. Thank you for listening this week. We will be back next week. Hopefully we have some interviews lined up and we will see you then. Thank you, Warriors.